Welcome to the Renaissance Humanism podcast. This is episode number four. Today we're going to talk about marketing, content strategy, and a little bit on product development and how you can actually develop these strategies for yourself to create your own business, create your own blog, and come with your own plan, your own strategy. Okay. To start off with a content strategy, before that even get started, you need a product or service to market. Uh, there is a book called The 12 Months to $1 Million by Ryan Daniel Moran. Uh, in that book, what he does, he prints a plan, a strategy, how you can make a million dollars by developing a product and then marketing that product online using blogs, using social media. Now, to start this process, you will require to actually build your own market reach. You have to build your own market reach first, your own marketing strategy. The cheapest way to do this, which anybody can do, is to use social media, is to use LinkedIn, to use Facebook, to use Instagram, Instagram, and any other kind of new platforms like Pinterest, or anything that's been developed like Snapchat. Um, when it comes to actually using these programs, you've also got to think to yourself, is my target audience on that platform? If you're selling bikinis, lifestyle products, or beauty therapies, or anything like that, you probably want to use Instagram. Because the audience on Instagram is primarily female, uh, the audience on YouTube is primarily male so different platforms have different audiences as for linkedin if you're going for more professional tailing a product or service if your service is like professional development in work stress how to actually improve a company's efficiency or if you're a copywriter then linkedin is probably where you want to be and you can build your audience up over time as well uh, a good way to build your audience up is actually in between travelling to work, when you're moving around, just depending on how many time constraints you have as well. And also, according to the, um, if you are going to start your own business, you will require £10,000 or $10,000. It, it varies in depending on which country you are. And if you're in India, in Pakistan, there's different financial costs. Because you also got to pay for your staff as well. But we're talking about us doing cheap at a macro level. When I talk about micro businesses or tiny businesses, this is a people where there's maybe one person or three other people. Uh, the Joe Rogan experience, for example, is a macro business. That in that in that there's just Joe Rogan, the producer called Charlie, and two cameramen, woman or person or alien space bat, whichever which they identify as, but. Though that is an example of a successful micro business. Now, when you decide to create a micro business, there's going to be very little risk and very little expense. Now, if you want to actually sell a product or services, the way to go with that is to actually create your own digital products. You can create your own books. You can publish a book of 15 pages on Kindle PDF. Uh, and when it actually comes to actually creating Kindle books, 
creating your own audio content, you will have to follow the guidelines provided by Amazon. Also, when it comes to actually selling those kind of products, you want to set a price between, depending on the size of the manuscript, the normal price for a book on Amazon, if it's over 500 pages, is $9.99. Anything below that, it tends to be around $3.99. But I would check the prices due to inflation and due to whichever the target mark is. Just you can simp to find the information about that, simply use your Google powers. To actually find the exact amount because they do they do change. And I don't know what time when, when you actually be listening to this podcast to get this information just because some of the pricing details do change. For example, if you're going to like design your own product, sell your own product, it's probably best to use Amazon. You can use Amazon, you can use Amazon to actually ship your products and your merchandise. And with that, you want your products, you probably sell it between, uh, in the UK, it's £24, but that would have gone up now with inflation. In the United States, it's 34 And what it is, the way the, the reason why the product is that expensive, because you're not going to be able to compete with companies like Walmart. You can't compete with Walmart. You can't compete with Marks and Spencers. You can't compete with clothing brands. Clothing brands that can bring down the price. You can't compete with those kind of companies because you're a small business and you can't you can never gonna win a price war. That means you gotta use you gotta be smart about this. You gotta choose a killer product. A product that's successful, a product that meets a particular niche. And once it meets a particular niche you'll be able to sell those products on Amazon using their distribution network. Now what is great about Amazon, you can dislike the company for however it trades its staff, its brand image, whatever. But with Amazon, you get access to their distribution network. That means you don't have to pay for van drivers, only have to pay for delivery. So this is going to save you a shit ton of money. Because you don't have to invest in that, you don't need to spend millions of thousands. You just need to buy the stock. That's why you need a thousand pounds so you can actually buy the stock. You also need a thousand pounds in reserve in case you have a cash flow problem or you need cash quickly. And you also need to have a good enough credit rating so you can actually borrow another ten thousand pounds. Ideally, ideally, if you have one other person, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your girlfriend, maybe you've got a best friend. If you're like you tight together, you can really someone you can trust. It's best to do something like this with one other person. Even if it's just something as simple as a podcast or a blog. If you've, got, if you've got two people doing the work, it'll cut down your time and make it a lot more easy for you as well. Now, I would say if you want to do this with somebody, you need about two or three people just to help you out or some kind of support network. Because that way, if you if you save enough for £10,000, they save enough for £10,000, another person save enough for £10,000, that's £30,000 you have straight away. And that also spreads the risk as well. Because of your initial investment, you need ten thousand pounds. You split the the money that you say you put your ten thousand pounds into actually buying the products and producing the products. You can also go to companies now. You can go to companies where they actually can design the products for you, and then when you get those products, they can be immediately be shipped to customers. You can also do this by developing your own drop shipping as well. You can get your products. You can store it in your home home and then maybe start investing in more storage space so you start off with like 500 pieces of product 
you ship that product and you make sure you've got your own enough products in reserve that you can keep you can keep selling because if you can't if you don't sell you go out of business and with that you can also um you'll need to leave reviews online as well good reviews bad reviews i would say for every five positive reviews you want to leave like one review or two i'd say two reviews not we're not too sure one review of somebody complaining as well saying something negative so it doesn't look like it's been faked or somebody's messing with the system just to try and get more because when you look at these reviews sometimes sometimes you can tell that it's just somebody like the company from itself actually wrote in this because it's just just the person that's speaking it just seems fake um, you can also do that by using you can create your own burner email as well so you can actually log into those things to actually log in Put the information using the burner email. The burner email they tend to last about five minutes. I think it's five ten minutes. But if you type in Google, type in burner email, it'll give you a burner email. You can use that to place in your own reviews, your own your own reviews of the products and services, and that can really boost your business as well. Uh, you can also leverage your private network to try and get your friends, your family, try and get them to give positive reviews for your products or services. Uh, I would not be dependent on friends, family, depending how big your network is, to actually buy your products and keep it self-sustaining that way. Because the average person will spend about £250 on your products or services. That's over over their lifetime, so you should not be consistent with something like that that's that, that's from my experience working as an oriflame brand partner that you, you cannot um, depend on your friends on your family to continue buying your products or services now your marketing strategy your marketing strategy is pretty much your attempt to build a sales funnel a sales funnel is a pipeline of customers that will continuously buy your products but with that, you will need to constantly bring new customers into the business, develop new products or services, and cultivate your audience. Uh, as I said, you've got multiple platforms for this, and depending on your time constraints, can become very time 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 is time intensive. You'll need more than you probably need more than one person to do this because you got to go on social media. You're going, you're going to do about three posts in the morning, three posts in the evening. You've got to speak to people, try to bring them into your network. But are these die-hard followers? Uh, according to Writer's Digest, when it comes to actually selling their products and services on there, they'd recommend that you have between fifteen and 20,000 followers. But if you want to really get, get, get up there, you want about 100,000. So you want 100,000 subscribers. 100,000 subscribers, 100,000 followers that are diehard followers that they'll follow you to hell and back again. They will buy your products, they'll buy your mugs, they'll buy your t-shirts and in the case of some of the extreme, they might even buy your own uh, defecation from your ablutions. That's the more the extreme end, the OnlyFans, that kind of thing. Just I'm just doing that, I'm just saying that, that you really do want followers you must lead them, build a community, create a Facebook group, communicate with them, and just try to develop that kind of relationship. Um, but with that said, you, you, you really do want to be selective as well. Select the right audience for your right products, because with something like that, you want it to be, you want to develop a stable product, a stable sales funnel to constantly bring in 
new customers and you can actually hire people to do the social media work for you. Um, you will also uh, need to develop new products as well. You want, once your one product has been established, it's probably you've got another product ready to be released, like a new uh, marketing plan. You can sell like a marketing book. Uh, you can sell a new digital products. Digital products are probably will be the easiest because there's no postage, no packaging. It's just a download. As long as you have an internet connection, you're never going to go out of business. Um, also, you'll need to research competition. You'll need to research the market and understand different uh, why. There's an interesting book called Why People Buy, Why People Buy Products, Why They Interact With Products. For example, uh, women like, there's a growing trend of women like to wear men's boxers because the material of women's underwear is that uh, the chafing, they're not a good material sometimes, so it makes them very uncomfortable as well. That's why sometimes they wear men's underwear because it's more comfortable, more, more slack. Not saying that women's underwear isn't always comfortable, it just depends what they're spending the money on. Uh, is it decent material? So there's a market there as well, better underwear, better undergarments, that kind of thing. Uh, and also it can be due to the um, gender stereotypes changing as well, because in, in the culture, with the rise of feminism and femininity, how is that used in society? So there's, there's definitely something there. There's also a growing trend in South Korea and Japan, I believe it is. <laughs> I believe it's called the... Uh, Lettuce men, or carnivore men, but the vegetable men were men in the 20s, in the late teens when they leave home. They're no longer leaving to get married. They're not getting married anymore. They're just living together with a group of men. Uh, they're not engaging in sexual relations. They're just by themselves with other men. And apparently they're also buying female undergarments uh, just so they can, that's a growing trend. It's happening in the Western world as well, but it's happening in in East Asia. And what's happening in Japan will be happening in the UK and in the Western world in the in the future dec decades going by the trends. Now, this is also driving by more and more men, not having family, not having girlfriends, not having wives, living by themselves just because of the nature of the sexual marketplace at the moment. Now, because of this, you can also now cleaning products can now be sold to men directly. Traditionally, women controlled between 94 and 95% of household spending, so marketing advertisements, even shavers for men to shave the face with, are now being uh, targeted. They, they were traditionally targeted towards women. The adverts were for women, not for men. But now, because more men living single lives or getting divorced, being by themselves, companies now have to target towards this growing demographic of single men. Also, if you want to know about the sexual marketplace, that is the relationships, the dating market between single men and single women, and that traditionally, uh, men, we tend to go for fitness and hotness and youth. We tend to go for, we choose relationships, tend to be over sex, our sexual interest. We don't really typically care whether or not they're well-educated, how much money they have. Women, they tend to be more focused on resources of what a man can bring to a relationship. Just because traditionally, men and women didn't have resources. And also, traditionally, women tend to be the most vulnerable sex. 
And I think because a man is 65, 67% stronger than a woman. So you also got the threat of violence. And also women tend to only, before modern medicine, live until about 35, even young, because they used to die in pregnancy pretty early. So that's why they're so anxious. And that's why they want the security of a man and a family kind of thing. Obviously, now that women entered the workforce in the 1960s, this is all changed. There's more women now going to universities than there is men in the UK. I believe it's some of this happening in a far more greater example, a far more greater extent in American colleges. And because of this, women are now outperforming men in the workplace, outperforming men educationally. And because of this, more and more men are dying alone. Uh, I believe the statistic it was, I think it's... Sorry about that. I believe between about 40, 40% of men now are predicted never going to have children, never going to have families. But obviously for women, they will have families through out of marriage. Uh, maybe if multiple men will have multiple multiple children from different different women, that kind of thing. And that's nothing new because I believe it's historically, it was, it was that similar sort of number as well, that 30% of men will never reproduce, never have children. That's the... Uh, that's the sexual marketplace, is the relationship between men and women to have families, uh, to get married, and actually competing as well. It's sort of like um, competing for an internship or competing for a job. You're competing with other people, other professionals, other people that could be fitter, stronger, smarter, wiser, better connected. It's sort of like that. And if anybody's been on a date for a man, maybe for a woman as well, but, well, but it sort of feels like an interview, it's sort of like that, it's, it's how competitive it is. Uh, and also, if you're interested in actually getting into that market to sell your products and services, uh, I recommend Watch Stuff by Jordan Peterson, uh, Fresh and Fit, uh, Rolo Tomasi, uh, Rich Cooper, you can find these online, and all of them are all fighting over the the sexual marketplace and that can sell the kind of products and services in on the platform YouTube and podcasting as well. I also recommend the Michaela Peterson's podcast and the Chris Williams podcast because they also work in the personal development space. Um, inside those kind of content and the, the kind of content they create, uh, according to Logan Paul, it says YouTube content is not like podcasting co- content, traditional podcasting content, or any any other kind of content, because it's more geared towards negativity. And if you watch the uh, Rolo Tomasi podcast, or the Fresh and Fit podcast, you can see this straight away, that they're targeting the male demographic, they're targeting people between 14 and about 25, 26, something like that. They're targeting that demographic, and people that are older who are single, who are bitter, because they're trying to... They're trying to say that women are evil, kind of thing, but just so they so they so men can buy courses and watch their content and buy their books and resources. Uh, I do believe the overall message is there is enough truth to it, but there's too much um, negativity. They talk about human psychology and evolutionary psychology, uh, but when they talk about women's natures. Um, and the kind of people they're speaking to, because, for example, the Fresh and Fit podcast, they bring women like between the ages of 18 and 25, I would say, sometimes a bit older, but those kind of women don't really know anything. And a woman, uh, I would say, compared to a man, gets given a lot more attention. 
if you're going to look at Tinder, Insta- look at Tinder, Instagram, a woman will constantly get DMs from men sending them sexual pics. Um, those kind of images are saying like, do you want to go a date with me? Do you love me? Uh, I mean, I'm dating a woman at the moment and she gets dick pics regularly from different men and also men saying, uh, why don't you love me kind of thing, that kind of stuff. So it's that kind of toxic environment that those kind of podcasters are sometimes feeding on, the negativity, and that kind of negativity can actually sell products or services. Uh, I would say look at something like that because it will teach you something about marketing products and services. It might be something that makes you uncomfortable, but there's there's definitely something there and there's money to be made if you're interested. There's also the um, Kevin Samuel podcast as well. I think he's big on YouTube and Instagram. Um, He also, again, he sells a kind of negativity. So there is a market to say that women are evil, they're gold diggers. There's also the market as well to say men are evil. They just want uh, women for sex and that kind of activity. Those two markets, there is definitely money to be made there. And I think it just, I really recommend having a look just so you can like clear your mind and understand why people do what they do, that they are trying to sell their products and services. Um, okay, as for your products now, back to back to the actual physical products, uh, you want to do research. You want to use Google Scholar. If you've got access to university trade journals, those kind of journals, any kind of blogging content. There's free blogs as well. Some of them you might have to pay for, pay a subscription for. I strongly reckon you do this just so you can research the product you want to sell. Uh, if you travel to work or in your car, if you if you in an environment where you can actually watch people, you can use UX design thinking. You can actually watch these people working, watch people, how they interact with products, and you can try to identify a product niche. Uh, for example, there's actually there's a software called Evernote, and an individual wrote, actually wrote a book how to actually use the Evernote system. Evernote is where you can actually put notes onto your phone, and then that can be transferred to a document in a, on a Word document format on your PC. And uh, I can't remember the gentleman who did this, but he actually he spent about a year actually trying to put together a plan and for a book to actually, he actually wrote the book, published on Amazon as a Kindle PDF and a paperback. And now I believe he gets $300 a week just by doing that. And that was just writing about the uh, Kindle, writing about the Evernote system. And then now for now, he gets money for that every day. So if you, you're using complicated software, at the moment, I'm, I'm using Movie Video Editing Plus software, so somebody can actually look at their own software in the real world and write a book how to use that software, publish that book on Amazon, and then they'll end up getting, uh, I believe it's 90%, they get profit straight away back. I think Amazon do take a small cut just for the packaging, the, the, the posting services, and that, that kind of thing, just the, but yeah, but yeah, you you do get pretty much most of your money back anyway from the process. But as I said, something like that is simple that you can actually simply do. You can find a popular app and you can write a book how to use the app. For example, you can buy books on how to use Instagram. So if a new app comes out, a new kind of software, you can actually write a book 
and how to actually use this software. Um, when it comes to that kind of development for a book, that can take anything in between. Well, it takes as long as you really don't want to take, but it can take. From 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 myself, my my journey to do this, I have written a. Um, I'm writing the book at the moment. Um, I did most of the actual research for the book in 2021, and now for 2022, I'm trying to put it all together into actually a piece. That's option for yourself to actually sell that kind of product or service. Um, okay. Uh, as for um, when you actually come to actually the distribution of your uh, products, again, you want to make sure you have a good cash flow first before you actually start this process. Uh, you want to make you want to make sure you have a support network, and you also want to make sure you actually have some sort of um, space where you can actually store the products and services. Uh, okay. Now, before I wrap up today's episode, um, I always want to make it clear that if anybody ever tells you that there is such a thing as a four-week, no, a four-hour work week, they're probably lying, or they've probably had to work hours and hours, like six hours a week, over time, all the educational stuff as well, all the actual development of their product and services before they actually can get to that point. So there's no such thing as a four-hour work week when you're starting off. There's no such thing as a get-quick-rich scheme. If you're going to desert, if you're going to get any new skill, it will take you six months to develop that skill and five years to become a master. And it's important to understand if you actually want to sell a product or services, you want to create a blog, you want to produce stuff, like develop a pop, develop a podcast, you are going to have to learn a large toolkit, a large skill set. For example, you're going to have to learn how to use audio equipment. You'll have to learn how to use video recording equipment. Uh, you have to know what kind of equipment to buy. Uh, you'll also have to learn actually how to actually edit your software as well, edit your content, and also have to write scripting for your content as well, so you actually know what you're going to say when you say it, if you're doing this live or doing pre-recording, uh, something like that. If you're starting off, it's, it's it's relatively simple to do. You're going to have to buy a mic, buy some software, or use the RSC version of that software. When you're choosing a product or services, as I said, you're going to need some capital behind you beforehand. You'll need £10,000 minimum and also another £10,000 in reserve just so you have access to cash. Um, With that, as I said previously throughout this podcast, you'll have to do your own research. You're going to have to study your market. You'll have to understand why people buy the way they do, why why do they do that. You will you, you, you these these abilities these skills will just come over time. You will get become more knowledgeable, and the greatest advice I believe I can give you at this time uh, is to just start today or start tomorrow. Because I don't I don't know when you listen to this, but once you've first started, I'd say this: create a YouTube channel, create a blog. That's stuff you can do easily and cheaply. Use uh, Facebook. Use Instagram. 
use these platforms that are free or what have low cost and start developing a content strategy today so you can build a platform you can build a website where you can actually market your product or services to people um, once this process begins you are going to make mistakes your original podcasts your original content and maybe even your entire marketing strategy may change as you to find out more and understand whether or not it's profitable. For example, the personal development space and fitness space is incredibly competitive. Just because of the, just because a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon, they realise by doing some fitness videos, they can actually sell fitness classes, they can actually sell lifestyles, they can sell cookbooks. So something like that where the market is saturated, try to find something else, a more a more new niche. For example, what's very big at the moment is history, history content. So something like that, if you can read a history book, if you can do your own research, that's option. Or you can actually, uh, what thing, I think like most podcasts, I think about is 90% of podcasts don't go past 20 episodes. So you look at it like that, and look at all those blogs that get abandoned they don't get new content created weekly you'll you'll see that what you could have over somebody else is consistency it's this consistency which you can build you can develop new content you can design new products or services you can do night classes you can self-educate and you can even find classes on youtube by professionals uh podcast by professional where you can actually can soak up this knowledge but this knowledge means absolutely nothing unless you change it into action and it's action and consistency that will lead you to success okay i'm going to leave you with that final thought now uh please follow me on my linkedin if you listen to this on youtube please don't forget to subscribe please leave a comment please let me know what you think and i hope you enjoyed today's podcast and i thank you for your time and hope you found this useful. Thank you.